0: us this morning. Father, we trust you to calm every storm. Father, we trust you. The eyes of our understanding are opened. As we share the word, we understand. Father, we thank you because your word brings calm this morning in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you because your word brings life this morning in the name of Jesus. Father, we yield to your word. Sweet Holy Spirit, we yield to your teaching have your way this morning. We pray for the rest of our brethren who will be joining us. We thank you because you will carry them along as well in the name of Jesus. Father Lord, we thank you. Thank you because Lord, this time is a time of joy. Hallelujah. Thank you for the beauty of your presence. Blessed be your name, O God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I thank God for everyone. Thank God for what he's been doing. Yesterday was wonderful. My day yesterday was amazing. Why? Because um, I attended the Fountain of a Living Word conference, you know, from our parent church, you know, the women's ministry. So, and it was just, I mean, it was phenomenal because, so we had general sessions from like Friday and Saturday. And of course, general sessions were on YouTube. And um, I listened in and I had been given a topic to cover. And by the grace of God, we'll be discussing that topic today. That topic is while you are waiting, you know, while you are waiting, you know, and, you know, and as I listened in right through the general session, so our senior pastor, Pastor Chinidu Emmanuel, he taught the initial session and he taught the second session on Saturday morning. And I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, my goodness, it's like God gave him a word to pretty much prepare our hearts to receive that specific teaching because everything was just so tied in. And what he was emphasizing and was teaching about was Jesus, our foundation, you know, because he was just saying what Jesus did on the cross and how he opened the door for us. And he opened the door for us whereby we can now have faith and we can now stand. So by the time I came and I started teaching, I was now elaborating that, look, for example, you know how there are over 7,000 promises in the word of God. When Jesus came, Jesus died on the cross and by his death on the cross, those promises, they they went from becoming promises to becoming facts, whereby fact is what is true to a child of god but what now needs to be needs to happen is because god is a god of faith he expects his children to be children of faith and to receive by faith all the time hallelujah so now my topic now comes in like while you are waiting you know so we receive by faith jesus has already made everything available to us hallelujah everything. The Bible tells us that Jesus has made everything that pertains to life and godliness available to us. And I'm going to get a hold of that uh, scripture. Um, So he has made everything that is critical for our life and godliness available. So it's a matter of now. Yes. And amen. It's a matter of us saying yes and amen and receiving it. Praise the Lord. So if we look in 2 Peter 1 verse 3, that's what that scripture tells us. 2 Peter 1 verse 3, and I will will share very quickly. So that scripture tells us that by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who has called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence hallelujah so jesus went ahead on the cross and he made everything every prayer you and i are praying now jesus has already answered it at the cross so what now remains is for you and i to receive it by faith hallelujah And many times in receiving it by faith, there will be a time factor. That's really where my topic was heading while you are waiting. Sometimes there is a time factor. Some things are instant. Yes, we thank God. Sometimes people do receive gifts. Um, They they could be healed by virtue of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in operation. Like many, I have been in a church service like this and nobody touched me or anything. Or sometimes somebody even prayed for me and I got healed. And many times it's the gifts of the Holy spirit, uh, in operation. And that is of course, by how, how it's according to the spirit of God, how the spirit of God wields it. Right. But God has given you an the ability to stand up to, to receive by faith and to have what we are praying for. Hallelujah. Miracles are great. We thank God for miracles, right? Well, guess what? miracles. They are, I think it's one of the, uh, one of the old preachers. They are the dinner bell. They are the dinner bell for unbelievers. But once you and I become children of God, God expects you and I to live a life from of faith to faith. Hallelujah. That's the expectation. God expects you and I, we are now born again. We're now in his kingdom. He expects us to speak the language of faith all the time, to speak it fluently and to To be more, you know how you start doing something and you get better at it. That's God's expectation Now you and I, we will live a life of faith. And what is a life of faith? A life of faith is a life that depends on the word of God to fulfill what God has promised. Hallelujah. It's a life that is not waiting to see, to feel, right? To see, to feel, you're not waiting for your symptoms to be gone, but you believe you receive it. Hallelujah. Let's look at Mark eleven 24. You're not waiting for that child you have been praying for or that situation you have been trusting God. You're not waiting for it to happen, the physical manifestation, but you believe that it is done. Hallelujah. And that's what the word of God tells us. Hallelujah. That is our life of faith. You know, I'm going to just look at the passion, the passion translation. And I'm going to also look at uh, New Living Trans. I think the Amplified. Actually, we can read both. Um, New Living Translation tells us, Mark eleven twenty four. 24. I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you received it, it will be yours. Hallelujah. I read the passion. It says, this is the reason I urge you to boldly believe for whatever you ask for in prayer. Be convinced that you have received it. Hallelujah. That is really, that is faith in one word. Believe that you have received it. Believe that you have received. That's what God is saying to you and I this morning. It says, whatever you ask for, if you believe that you have received it, it will be yours. Hallelujah. But guess what? You're not waiting for your eyes to see it before you believe. You're not waiting for things to happen in the physical before you believe. Hallelujah. But the bottom line is this. When you and I pray, because you are a child of covenant, hallelujah, God hears you. Hallelujah. This is every time we have prayer meeting here, we always, I mean, this scripture always comes to me that this is the confidence. Hallelujah. First John, I think first John five, 14 to 15. I'm going to turn to it. He says, um, let me share that while we're here. He says, and we are confident that he hears us child of God. Be confident every time you pray that God hears you. He says, whenever you, we ask for anything that pleases him. Hallelujah. Child of God, no matter what, even if you made a mistake before you prayed, guess what? The Bible says that to, to, I mean, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You are forgiven. Jesus already accounted for that sin. Hallelujah. There is no generational curse that can hold you. There is nothing that the enemy can use to hold you to try to convince you that it's because of this, that this is happening it's because of this, that God will not hear you every time you pray, right? The mercy of God stands for you. And the Bible tells us that God hears us. He says, in fact, the passion tells us that since we have this confidence, God is expecting you and I to have confidence every time you pray. He says, we can also have great boldness before him. God expects you and I to be bold before him. Why? You and I, we are children of the kingdom. He says, for if we ask anything agreeable to his will, he will hear us. Every time you and I pray, God hears us. Verse 15. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we also know that we have obtained the requests we asked of him. Hallelujah there is that confidence that as soon as you and I pray, God hears us. Of course, I mean, that scripture also qualifies it, that it has to be something agreeable to his will. God cannot hear you if you're trying to hurt someone. Hallelujah. If you're praying that somebody dies, God cannot hear you. It is outside of his will. God cannot hear you if you're praying that you go to a bank and when I rob it, it will be successful. (laughs) It's against God's nature. Hallelujah. God cannot harbor iniquity. But the bottom line is every time you and I pray according to the will of God, he hears us. The fact that you are heard, right? And then the fact that you have confidence, that confidence is even before you prayed, you believe that it was within God's ability to hear you and Mark, going back to that Mark eleven twenty four, the word of God is telling us that when you and I pray, believe, amplify it, trust, and be confident that it is granted to you and you will get it. Hallelujah. He expects you and I to believe we will, we have received it. And the Bible says that we will have it in the physical realm. He's saying, no matter what, pray on day one, believe that you have received it. No matter when the physical manifestation comes, be it day two, be it day 10, be it day 20. It still does not negate the fact that you have been heard and you have received it. What we, our responsibility now is believe you have received it and you will have it. Praise the Lord. So, I mean, to, and I will be, I will be doing a lot of comparisons to physical things, things of a physical phenomenon, just to help us to understand, you know, um, let's talk about the disciples, the experience with Jesus. You know, if you read through the book of Mark, Mark chapter six, um, the whole chapter really, but I won't go through the whole chapter uh, because of time. I'm just going to encourage us to read it later. Can everybody hear me? or did my sound change? We can hear you. Okay. 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 My hand moved something. That's why thank you, sister. All right. So the disciples in Mark chapter six, you know, they had just witnessed Jesus. They had been with Jesus all day. Jesus had been ministering, ministering to sick. People were getting healed, but you know, the crowd, the crowds of people were always following them. And it came to a point where there were over 5,000 people, and Jesus told the disciples, what are these people going to eat? They've been with me all day. They have to eat something. Otherwise, they will start falling down. You know, I'm paraphrasing. And so the disciples, they found one boy with, uh, with some food. And that food multiplied before their eyes. You know, that was a complete miracle. Hallelujah. The power of God in existence. And then afterwards, the Bible says that Jesus went away to pray you know, and then he told the disciples to, to go, you know, so the disciples, they went sailing, they were in a boat, you know, and all of a sudden a storm came, a storm happened. The waters became very choppy. It looked very scary. In fact, they were scared they were terrified. That's what the Bible tells us. I'm sharing from Acts 6 verse 50. And all of a sudden, guess what? They see Jesus just randomly walking on water towards them. So they're, they're looking at him like what? We're in this panic and yet you are just walking like it's nothing you know so mark 650 uh let's read from the passion on the right here it says when they all saw him walking on the waves they thought he was a ghost and screamed out in terror but he said to them at once don't yield to fear have courage it's really me i am hallelujah you know in the Amplified tells us that uh the the Amplified is much more descriptive. It helps us to understand a lot better. And uh, I'm just going to switch over to the Amplified very quickly. So the classic Amplified, actually, yeah, Amplified. He says, now I'm going to go to the classic Amplified, yeah, yeah. He says, for they they all saw him and were agitated. They were troubled and filled with fear and dread. But immediately he talked with them and said, take heart. I am. Stop being alarmed and afraid. Right. And that's how a lot of times when we're in the middle of stressful circumstances, sometimes we're just completely filled with fear and dread. Like what's going to happen? You know, like the disciples were, they were thinking, man, maybe this is the end of our ministry. We're just going to go down like that. You know, but yeah, Jesus came and Jesus's word to them was like, don't be afraid. I don't know how you sitting here this morning, you might have been, how long you might have been praying about something. You know, I don't know what it could be. It could be a million things. God's words, you and I this morning, is don't be alarmed. Don't be afraid. Jesus was expressing a statement of faith to those disciples. Jesus himself was telling them that, look, believe that this storm is not beyond me. Hallelujah. I mean, Jesus could have also said opposite, right? Jesus could have said, ah, this is bad, though. I don't know how you guys are gonna get it, get out of it. You know, this storm is scary, you know. And of course, we're human beings. So sometimes we do state the obvious, we state exactly what our eyes can see, you know. But the bottom line is Jesus was the only hope that the disciples had. If Jesus had magnified that problem their hearts would have literally given up in fear. Hallelujah. But Jesus, what Jesus did? Jesus minimized that situation. He completely minimized that situation. And he was reminding them, look, it's me. It's me. Somehow the miracle that happened all through their day, they somehow forgot about that. But Jesus, even though he was walking on top of the water, right? he stayed on the ability of God to change that situation. He was telling them, he was encouraging them. And the same applies to you and I. When you and I, when you confront a situation from a place of faith, right? It means that you are disconnecting from how you feel, hallelujah. You are disconnecting, choosing to disconnect from how you feel, choosing to disconnect from the severity of a situation. I mean, once uh, my husband and I went to see somebody that had experienced a burn accident. And I remember walking out of the hospital and thinking to myself, wow, you literally have to disconnect from the fear. Because I remember asking myself, ha, how would this man ever come out of care? He could not communicate with us. He was bound with, with bandage. In fact, we had to wear masks to go in and see him. And I had to, you, I had to really like tell my mind that look, this is not beyond God this is not beyond god and many times you and i we have to encourage ourselves in the thick of those tough circumstances because sometimes those circumstances they have a voice they are speaking loud you know you might have a situation maybe a child is sick and the pain that that child is in it is stressing you out those circumstances they have a voice but guess what the word of god has a voice too the word of God that you have been putting in yourself, it needs to have a voice. It needs to express itself. It needs to dominate that situation. It needs to determine where your heart will be. Will your heart be in a place of faith or will it be in a place of fear? Hallelujah. That's what the word of God is. So as you read through that Mark chapter six, You see that Peter too was in that boat. Peter was in that boat. Peter was afraid. This water was crashing around them. You know, Peter was afraid. They had been in that boat for hours, but I don't know. Somehow Peter decided to disconnect from the fear. He decided to disconnect from the fear, you know, in spite of, I I mean, it's amazing, but I have to also believe that it's God that gives you courage to disconnect from fear. Hallelujah whereby you just, you just, your mind just says, no, 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 no. I'm not going to accept this report that I've been given. Maybe a doctor telling you that, look, this is what's going on. In fact, I'm going to expand, um, the scripture to verse 52 in that same scripture, because the amplified captures it very well. You know, um, the classic amplified captures what was really going on in the minds of the disciples. He says 51, he says, and Jesus went up in the boat with them and the wind ceased. The wind sank to rest as if exhausted by its own beating. And they were astonished. These are the disciples. They were astonished exceedingly beyond measure. Mind you, these were people that had experienced Jesus day in, day out. And they were still astonished. Hallelujah. Their expectation was still like, we might die. And in verse 52, it says, "For they failed to consider or understand the teaching and the meaning of the miracle of the loaves." He says, "In fact, their hearts had grown callous; it had become dull, and they had lost the power of understanding." Hallelujah! And then, that's when everything started to calm down, you know, if you look at the same account of this same scripture, of the same what happened with the disciples, of the same situation, if Matthew also tells the account of the same um, situation that happened, you know? And Matthew actually, I mean, as you read through the Gospels, you will see that, right? The Gospels were written, inspired by the Holy Spirit, but they were written from different people's, Luke, he was a physician. So his approach, the way he would tell the story was totally different from the way that Mark and Matthew would tell the story. And you will observe that, you know? And if you haven't seen that, I encourage you to observe that anyway. So Matthew elaborates on what happened with Peter. Praise the Lord. Meanwhile, we just read in Mark. Mark was just elaborating on the fact that these disciples, they just could not disconnect from the fear. They just could not remember the miracles. They were, their minds were kind of like set. Meanwhile, Peter, he looked up at Jesus, right? And he said, Lord, what I mean, can I come? Is it really you? You know, and, and, and he said that in verse 28, which I'm sharing here. He says, and Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said in 29, he says, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and he came towards Jesus. I mean, while I was preparing, I was just asking myself, how did Peter decide to disconnect? Everybody else was scared. Sometimes the fear of everybody around you, it affects you. How did Peter manage to find the courage to disconnect? Hallelujah. And sometimes we get in that place. We get in that place where we are so engrossed in what's going on. We're overwhelmed with impossibilities. Sometimes well-meaning people will come to you and say, why? Why is it happening to you? You know? And that's when you really have to wonder like, okay, what have you been depositing in your heart about who you are in Christ Jesus? What have you been depositing in your heart about who, about the ability of God? Hallelujah. What have you been depositing in your heart about what really happened when you became born again? What's the expectation in the kingdom? Hallelujah you know, because those things will happen. People will question you. And it's based on the deposit of the word of God that will shape your thinking. You know, you could go from, ah, it's because of what I did 10 years ago that I'm suffering. Again, we said for every child of God, there is therefore no condemnation. God does not condemn you. Don't let your thoughts condemn you. Don't let the enemy condemn you and tell you that it's because of this, that this is happening. Look, the bottom line, every situation that is happening to you now, it came to bow down at the feet of Jesus. Every situation, it is subject to the power and the ability of God. Hallelujah. But then it starts with you and I. It starts with you and I. By with our faith or our fear, we give God an open door. Hallelujah. So now let's go back to the story of Peter. Peter decided, look. I'm going to just take this God. I'm going to be a fool in this moment. I'm sure the other disciples are thinking, oh, what a fool. What is wrong with you? How can you just ignore all this water and decide to go and walk on water? You know? But Peter decided to believe in that word that Jesus spoke. Jesus said, come. And he decided to come. He decided to focus away from the storm and he looked to Jesus for more. So many times after you have prayed, right? While you are waiting for the physical manifestation, there has to be a word. There has to be a promise that you are standing on. Hallelujah. That promise is the foundation of your faith. If you are sick, you should be sick. You should be looking for scriptures, the provision of God. Hallelujah that addresses your sickness, hallelujah, that promises you health, that should be the foundation for your faith, hallelujah. If you are facing something impossible, yes, go and search for that scripture that tells you that there is nothing impossible to, for God to handle, hallelujah. You have to, That scripture is the basis of your faith is the basis of your faith. So you have, just like Jesus said, come, hallelujah. That was the basis of Peter. Uh, Peter, That was the basis of him choosing to believe. You know, one word from God is enough to overcome any situation that you and I are dealing with. No matter how long it's taking, that word, it has sufficient power to transform that situation, no matter what that situation is. So the first question I will ask you, is what promise have you read in the Bible that addresses the situation you are contending with? Hallelujah. What promise is there? What promise is there that will be this, this, the foundation of your faith? You know, did God, sometimes God will give you a word on your situation. Sometimes that word will come just as a factor of somebody's preaching. And I heard that word and that was just Latched onto my spirit, and I chose to believe God for my situation on the basis of that word. Hallelujah. The source of your faith, your faith, right, that produces victory, that will produce victory, it has to be based on the foundation of that specific word. Hallelujah. That word is what is critical to producing faith. That faith, it was what will convince you that it is done. Hallelujah. Before the physical manifestation comes praise the Lord. So for example, if you are sick, God's promise, 1 Peter 2.24, the one of God's promises, many, many promises, is that by the stripes of Jesus, you were made whole. That is what you and I should be building out the foundation of our faith on. In fact, that is what should we should really pray based on, hallelujah, because we're praying in confidence, right? that is what we should pray based on and that life changing faith right that is the source it's going to come from that scripture the minute you and I start believing that scripture and meditating on the word of god and we develop faith on that word hallelujah we're going to read romans 10:17 romans 10:17 and uh, for the sake of everyone else joining us we're having sunday school versus a little bit of preaching and we will have time to uh, answer questions or to address questions or to share, you know. So Romans ten 17, we've also, we've been talking about while you wait you know, and while you wait is on the basis of while you wait, you have prayed, you have not seen the physical manifestation, but God's word to us this morning is while you're waiting, you're not waiting in hopelessness. You're not waiting in fear. You're not, you should not be waiting with resentment towards God. I don't know how many of you are resentful because you've been praying for something and you haven't seen a physical manifestation. I'm here to tell you that the moment you prayed, God heard you. Hallelujah. The minute you prayed, God heard you. And now God is telling you, believe you have received it and you will have it. That was our first scripture on Mark eleven twenty-four. So the word of God tells us in um, Romans 10, 17, it tells us, um, and I will go to New Living Translation here. New Living Translation, uh, New King James Version. It tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Your faith that is sufficient to change that situation, it will come by the word of God. That is the promise for that issue. Hallelujah. You remember even when you became saved, right? I heard the word. I had faith in that word, right? And it's on the basis of it, I was able to accept Jesus as my Lord and savior. That's the same way that salvation works. It's the same way that your faith in the word of God to transform that situation, it will work. Hallelujah. The Bible calls faith our victory. The result of having faith is victory in that situation. Even though that situation, the answer may not be physically manifest. Hallelujah. But faith sees that victory before it is made physically manifest. Faith sees, believes that it has received. Hallelujah. That faith is what brings forth victory in that situation, no matter what it might be. If we look at 1st John 5, 4, 1st John 5, 4, you know, uh, and if we look at the Passion Translation and I will share very quickly. And Pastor, and please, um, you can stop me actually, it is Sunday school, you can stop me to discuss or if you have questions. 1st John 5, 4 tells us that you see, Every child of God overcomes the world. For our faith is a victorious power that triumphs, that overcomes the world. Hallelujah. Your faith, my faith, God designed it to overcome every circumstance. Hallelujah. But what is the source of that faith? Can somebody un- unmute? How do I develop that faith that can overcome the situation I am praying about? Can anybody help me? We've talked about it. This is Sunday school. So please unmute. Let's learn from each other. How do I get to a place where I have faith? Anybody?
1: Yes. Good morning, everyone. Hi. Good morning, Sandra. Good morning. The Bible says that um, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So as we read the word of God and we study it and as we listen to ministers. That's how our faith gets built up.
0: Hallelujah. Exactly. Thank you, sister Sandy. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly the source of our faith. That's the source of our faith. The same way, if you're, if you're trusting God to heal you, right. God is saying this to us this morning, that Mm -hmm. your faith in me, in my promise for healing is what will produce healing for you if you're trusting God for, if you're trusting God for finances, your faith in the word of God concerning finances, right? Right. Is what will produce for you. Hallelujah. Does anyone have any questions on that? Any concerns or any thoughts about that, that you want to share before I continue? All right. Thank God. Thank God that we will continue. So the Bible tells us again that the righteous man, the righteous woman, God expects you and I to live a life of faith. Faith is actually what pleases God. Hallelujah. Faith pleases God. That's what the word of God tells us that the righteous man. And the Bible tells us that in Romans uh, 117, Romans 117, again, I encourage us to read. I encourage us to follow up um, after after church is done. I mean, so that you see for yourself, you know. Romans one seventeen tells us that for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith." Who are the just? Who are the just? Can anybody help me? Who are the just? Sometimes you will see the just also being called the righteous. Who are the just? Who are the righteous? Anybody? Who are the just? Who are the righteous? Pastor Chica, do answer this. One. Anybody? Please, somebody should help me. Oh, this Sunday school is too quiet. Who are the just? Who are the righteous? believers in Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you. You and I, as long as you are born again, the Bible is saying that you are just, you are righteous. Hallelujah. The Bible says second Corinthians 5 21, that Jesus made us righteous. Hallelujah. He made us righteous. He took on, he gave us his own righteousness. Hallelujah. And because of that, you and I, we are righteous and God expects that. Every righteous man, every righteous woman who has received the Lord Jesus as their Lord and Savior, that God expects us to live by faith. What does that even mean? It means every time you go to sleep, you go to sleep by faith. It means with your business, you are living by faith. Your decisions are by faith faith in what? Faith in the Word of God, faith in the ability of God. God expects you and I to have a language of faith to live a life that is completely dependent on God's ability. Hallelujah. Our ability is great, but guess what? God's ability is even greater. He sees the end from the the beginning. Hallelujah. So God expects you and I to live a life from faith to faith. So you see why it's important that we understand how faith needs to come. The source of faith is, is the word of God. Hallelujah. Our source for faith has to be the word of God. So you can, I want you to think of the word of God, like seed, hallelujah, like seed. You know how I was sharing yesterday when I was in high school, in Nigeria, you know, one of our classes was, uh, one of our classes was agriculture one semester like that. So they gave all of us like some corn seeds and they gave us like a stretch, just like a little plot of land. And for that semester, we had to go prepare the land. We had to prepare the land for planting. We actually planted the seeds. And then our job all through the rest of the semester was to make sure the seeds, um, I mean, our plot of land was very well watered so that the seed could grow right? And all of a sudden we, we did see the corn growing and we would weed it. We had that responsibility to weed it, weed around it, make sure the weeds were not choking up the corn seeds until the corn actually produced a harvest. Yeah. And we didn't know what to do with it because we couldn't cook in high school. That was the only part that was, that was tricky. We couldn't eat it raw, you know, but I want you to think of the word of God, like that. Think of the word of God like a seed, a seed that needs to be planted. Hallelujah. And that seed, it needs to be planted in our hearts. Hallelujah. It needs to be planted in our heart. And guess what? Faith will be produced. That faith, it will cause the harvest to come it will cause that change to come. If it's sickness, it will cause health to come. If you've been praying for a child, if you've been praying to get married, it is that faith in the ability of God based on that word, hallelujah. It is faith, right? That will cause change to come. And But then there has to be a planting season. In the natural realm, right? You can't grow anything without a seed. The kingdom of God works same way your faith has to come from the word of God, but you need to plant the seed of the word of God in your heart. You know, you need to plant the seed of the word of God in your heart. And the Bible tells us the Bible likens that does that comparison. It compares to the word of God, like a seed, you know, and we've shared it many times. I think I've even, we've shared it even in this Sunday school where we've likened you know, the kingdom of God to a seed being scattered on the ground and growth is expected to come, right? Let's, if you look at Mark 4:26, it says, The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. Hallelujah. But think of yourself as scattering the seed of the word of God on the ground. So if you're trusting God for healing, you and I, our responsibility is to search for scriptures on healing take those scriptures on healing, meditate on them, plant the seed in your heart. What does that mean? Get that scripture in you true, read it, make sure that that scripture is absorbed through your eyes, to your ears, speak that scripture, hallelujah. Put that, plant the seed of the word in your heart and let faith be produced, hallelujah. Let faith, let that seed of the word germinate and produce faith for healing, hallelujah, or for whatever it is that you're praying for, And then guess what? That faith will bring forth with it a harvest for what you have been praying for. The question that I have to ask everyone is, what seeds have you been planting on that situation you've been trusting God about? Have you just been crying every day and asking God, God, why is this situation happening? Your faith, my faith is what will cause change. It is not my crying. The mercy of God will help you. But guess what? God expects you and I to start, you know how it is. If you, if the first time I cook something, I may not always get it, but give me a few more times to cook it. And I start to perfect it. Hallelujah. The same way. The first time I ride a bike, I'm going to fall. Yeah. In fact, I'm probably going to need training wheels. I heard adults even need training wheels sometimes for bikes to get better. Just like that. The more you and I practice faith the better we get and we start to get more results and we start to live a life of faith whereby we're now dependent on God. But the problem is sometimes we've gotten resentful with, with with God because we haven't seen the answers, the physical answers yet. Sometimes we've gotten to a place where because we're meditating on the word of God, we start to even expect the worst. Some believers actually give up and actually die prematurely because they choose not to believe. I mean, they choose not to believe in the word of God. They choose not to go the path of faith. They have just like, well, if God will not, if something supernatural will not happen, then I'm out of here. Meanwhile, there are gifts that have, that have died. In those situations, that will not be our portion in the name of Jesus. God will give us courage to take his word and to believe it and to bring forth faith and to hold on, hallelujah, and to believe we receive and we will have it by the grace of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Does anybody have anything, any questions at this point? Any questions, any thoughts, anything you want
2: to share? Pastor Chuka, how am I doing on time? please. Okay, we're going to continue. No, but, um, 10, 15. 10. All right. All right. So,
0: I mean, you know, we talked about the process of planting a seed, right? How, what are the practical ways in which we can plant the seed of the word in our hearts? There has to be one or more scriptures addressing this issue that you are trusting God for. There has to be, hallelujah. Jesus has gone ahead of you and I and made provision for every problem way before we were born. The Bible says, before we were born, he knew us, hallelujah. He knew us. I mean, I'll give you an example and I encourage us, you can Google this, look for this on YouTube, Dodie Osteen, right? She's the mother of Joel Osteen, who is a pastor of Lakewood Church in Houston, Texas. Right, and um, she got a negative doctor's report. However, many, many, many years ago, and in fact, they told us, "Look, it's even too late. We can't do anything for you at this point. We can't even do chemo for you. Just go home and take your and you know take care of your fears and prepare to die." I doctor gave her a few weeks. You know, she went home, and she decided, "God, I have." I have to live this life of faith. She wrote down every scripture on healing, Hallelujah, and she decided to herself, "I will take." You know, the word of God calls. Um, the word of God calls the word medicine, right? She decided to take the medicine of the word of God three times a day, the same way she eats her food three times a day. In the morning, she will say those scriptures. In the afternoon, she will say those scriptures. In the night, she would say those scriptures, the entrance of the word, right? That seed started to grow up faith. Hallelujah. I mean, it's been over 30 years and she's enjoying divine health. Hallelujah. She's is now to the point whereby the scriptures, they are now in her memory. And she says she still does it today. She's in her 80s today, which means she must have been in her 50s or 40s when this situation happened, but she trusted in the word of God sufficiently. But guess what? She also planted the word of God in her heart. She took time to put that word in her heart. And I'm going to to encourage us, you know, I'm going to talk about practical ways in which we can actually plant the word of God in our heart so that we can meditate on the word of God. Let's look up this word meditate. Let's understand, let's break it down a little bit what does it even mean to meditate on the word of god you know one of the first areas where the word meditate comes up is in remember when joshua i mean moses was dead right moses had died and now he had passed the baton over to joshua and god was now speaking to joshua and he was now telling him look um yeah this 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 is your blueprint for success this is how you are going to survive this transition. This is how you are going to lead my people to victory. Hallelujah. And he was telling him pretty much the same blueprint applied to us today. Joshua 1, verse 8 to 9 tells us this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely. And have good success. And then verse nine says, have not I, of course, this is the amplified. So they're going to bring in some, have not I commanded you be strong, vigorous, and very courageous. Be not afraid. Sorry. I'm trying to also get the message. Be not afraid. Neither be dismayed for the Lord. Your God is with you wherever you go. Hallelujah. The word of God is the same word. The same blueprint is applicable to us today. Whereby God is telling us, if you look in the message, that same scripture, that same scripture, I'm just going to, um, kind of narrow it down a little bit. I'm going to narrow it down to verse eight. Uh, let's see here. It says right here. It says, make sure, make sure you carry out. Um, okay. Okay. I'm going to go. It says, and don't for a minute, let this book of the revelation be out of mind ponder and meditate on it day and night hallelujah so god's word to us this morning is this don't let that scripture that seed of the word don't let it be out of your mind for a minute meditate on it every day and night hallelujah write it down yes put it in a place where you can see it declare that scripture to yourself to the situation Chew on it day and night. That's what Psalm 1, verse 2 to 3 tells us. Hallelujah. Chew on it day and night. Write it down. Journal it. Study it. Look at it across different translations. Personalize it. Hallelujah. Declare it to your body if you are sick. Say, Body, by the stripes of Jesus, I was made whole. Don't stop. Say it day and night, commit it to memory, memorize it, put it in your heart, put it in your mouth, put it through your ear gate, let it be planted deep in your heart so that it can start to germinate and produce faith. Hallelujah. That's how you meditate on the word of God. That is exactly how you meditate on the word of God. And you will see that instruction too in Proverbs, Proverbs chapter four from verse 20 to 22. I'm just going to, I'm really rushing (laughs) because I do want us to have a conversation. So Proverbs four from verse 20 to 22. And um, I'm actually going to look at the passion for this particular, because it brings it out so beautifully, you know, Proverbs 4, 20 to 22, and I'm going to share. It says, listen carefully, my dear child, to everything that I teach you. Pay attention to all that I have to say. Fill your thoughts with my words. If you are sick, fill your thoughts with the word of God on, on, on healing. Hallelujah. If you are afraid, fill your thoughts with the word of God on tackling fear. Sometimes when I'm afraid, I say to myself, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And then I start saying to my mind, mind, you are sound in the name of Jesus, according to the word of God, you are sound. You know, sometimes when maybe there there are rumors of layoff on the job, start saying to yourself, no layoff will come near me in the name of Jesus. Look for a scripture. There's nothing impossible for God to do. God, your favor surrounds me like a shield. Layoff will not come near me. Start declaring it to yourself. Do not let the alternative is to open the door to fear. Hallelujah. If I'm trusting God, for a job. Then I start declaring favor. Thank you, Lord God, because your favor surrounds me like a shield. That's in Psalm 31. So I receive open doors in the name of Jesus, but I don't stop. I keep planting the word in my heart until when, until this verse 21, until it penetrates deep into my spirit. Hallelujah. He says, then as you unwrap my words, they will impart true life and radiant health into the very core of your being hallelujah the word of god is living and active and able to transform any situation that's why we plant hallelujah it has sufficient power within it to transform the situation and it now is upon you and i to dare to believe god dare to believe that god is able to change that circumstance dare to have courage hallelujah Dear to have courage, dear to grow your faith, Dear in the face of impossibility, to trust God for the impossible situation. Hallelujah. start to call those things the way they ought to be, not the way you are seeing them. Hallelujah. That's what Abraham did. Abraham, you know Abraham, he didn't always, and we've shared this before. He did not always, he didn't always stay in faith. Okay you've made the wrong confession. Get back up again. Repent. Start again. Hallelujah. Tell God, I will live. I will not die. Hallelujah. You've gotten a negative doctor's report. I will live. I will not die. Say it to yourself. Set a reminder on your phone. Write it everywhere. Important thing. It needs to get in your spirit so that fear will not enter. Hallelujah. You know, somebody's telling you, eh, what if this happens? Declare. No, 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 no. This is the end. It will not happen. Hallelujah. Start to oppress that situation rather than let that situation oppress your mind, your heart, you know, start to, start to take a, a defensive stance. Hallelujah. Start to trouble, put pressure on that circumstance. I mean, I was, uh, I was sharing yesterday. I was in a women's meeting and somebody was asking, somebody was expressing that, look, she's HIV positive. And she was HIV positive because at six months old, they gave her, um, they gave her a a blood transfusion and they gave her tainted blood, blood that was tainted with HIV. And she's been using the medication and she's been okay, you know, and she's at a situation now whereby she, she developed faith in the word of God, sufficient faith that she decided I'm healed. And she continues to hold on. So the word of God, she's continuing to declare the word of God. Hallelujah. And she believes that she's healed, you know? And in my mind, I just said to myself, and this is somebody that was actually getting ready to get married. She was getting ready to get married. And I just said to myself, oh my God, imagine all the negative reports that would have come in here but she chose that the voice of the word of god would be the strongest voice that she would hear and by the grace of god she will get married praise the lord you know so even while you have you have you are planting that word and you are planting every day and you are speaking the word and you are declaring the word day in day out and the word is not departing from your mouth you have to make sure you don't dig up your own seed hallelujah because sometimes we are human. Yeah. Sometimes we will go and dig up that seed. Sometimes we dig up the seed by saying, you know, when people say quiet or go for this alternative, we look for that alternative. We abandon the word we have been planting in our hearts. We dig up that seed. You know, um, remember blind Bartimaeus in Mark chapter 10. Remember he was yelling and saying, Jesus, have mercy on me. And people are telling him, keep quiet. Shh. He hasn't heard you. Keep quiet. Don't bother the master. He did not stop. He did not stop. He kept yelling for help. The same way God's word to us this morning. Keep planting the word in your heart, in your mind. Keep planting the word. Keep declaring the word. Don't give up. That word, the Bible calls the word of God indestructible. Nothing can destroy it. Hallelujah. Nothing can stop it from producing. It will always produce. Hallelujah. The same way with the persistent widow. How many of us have read about the persistent widow in the gospels? She kept going to the unfair judge and say, judge, answer, handle my adversary. Hallelujah. Sometimes you and I can do that when we back down. By the grace of God, we will not back down. Hallelujah. By the grace of God, we will not back down. Sometimes when we start worrying about the situation, hallelujah, it means, again, you have connected with fear and you're wondering, God, how, how is this thing going to be? Don't worry about how it will be. Just believe in the ability of God to bring it in part to pass. Keep planting the word in your heart. Keep declaring the word to your heart. I've shared about um, my my pastors, my pastor, Pastor Dorothy. Pastor Dorothy is Pastor Chinedu's wife, and they got a negative report about their last baby. You know, the 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 school authorities were saying look this boy he's not following he's slow he might need their special education he might need this he's that he's not doing well i mean to the point where one of the teachers actually had him write something terrible about himself you know like i will never do well i will never amount to not some terrible thing that's when the parents had to go and address the situation but long before they confronted the situation with the parents the mother was saying look in fact, it was a, it was a dad giving the testimony that every night she would go and play with that pray with that boy. You have an excellent spirit, Hallelujah! You because the Holy Spirit is upon you, you have an excellent spirit. All these declarations, I cancel them in the name of Jesus. We, I do not accept the report of these teachers. You are smart. You are intelligent. The ex the greater one is in you, Hallelujah! The greater one is in you. That boy today, like we've shared, that boy is. He, he's working on a mathematics major in college, a boy that they condemned. So, I mean, left to those teachers, he, it was over. But yet, what do you choose to believe? The parents decided that that, proclam- that proclamation was not going to be final over their son. The same way for you and I. I don't know what proclamation has been made over you. I don't know if something that people have been saying from when you were little. Start replacing it with the word of God. Hallelujah. Start replacing it with the word of God. We should not get to a point whereby we have low self-worth. No, no, no. Start declaring who you are, who the word of God says you are. Not what people have said that you are. Start declaring, I am smart. I am brave. Hallelujah. I am brave. I'm not afraid. I'm not timid. Hallelujah. I'm confident. The Holy Spirit makes me confident. I hear the voice of God. I know what to do. Hallelujah. I'm not confused. Some of us wonder, why can't I make a simple decision? You have to start declaring every word that you read, every promise in the Bible. It is yours. It is part of your inheritance. Now, don't let that inheritance stay in that Bible. Activate it for yourself personalize it for yourself. Hallelujah. Sometimes before meetings, before meetings at work, I start saying to myself, Father, I thank you. Your favor is upon me. I know what to do. I have the best ideas. Hallelujah. The greater one is in me. Hallelujah. Even though people say, um, as long as you're in corporate America, if you're in a minority, you're not going to get promoted. I start to turn that narrative around. No, 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 no. My steps are ordered of God. Hallelujah. My path, the Bible says the path of a righteous is is shining brighter and brighter and brighter. I keep uh, uh, my life. No part of my life is stagnant. I, I declare the word to myself. My career path is shining brighter and brighter and brighter. That's Proverbs 4.18. I started declaring to myself, even for my children, I say, look, you are like a tree. You are planted by the rivers of living water. You produce your fruits in season. Hallelujah. You will not miss any of your milestones. You will not be sick. You are healthy. You are whole. You and I, we have to activate faith in the word of God by putting the word of God in our mouth. Continuously, that is the life of faith that God has called you and I to live. That's how we develop faith in this life we live in. We cannot we cannot run away from living a life of faith. Living a life of faith is like living below the life that God, the expectation that God has for you and I. Hallelujah. So by the grace of God, we will not dig up our seed. We will not dig up. Sometimes we dig up our seed with negative confessions. We start saying, eh, maybe, maybe, maybe it's all over. The Bible is encouraging us. God is encouraging us this morning. Hold fast to that confession of faith. The more you keep planting, guess what? On that situation, you will get to a place where you are fully convinced. That's what happened with Abraham. He got to a place, Bible says he became fully persuaded. The, I mean, if you look at the natural circumstances, natural circumstances were like, they were not going to tell him anything. In fact, they were just, they were just telling him to just go and die. But the Bible says he got to a place where he was fully convinced that uh, Isaac was going to come. He became fully persuaded. He started to give thanks. Hallelujah. He started to give thanks. He started to overflow with thanksgiving. He entered into a place of rest. Nobody could convince him again that this was not done. This was a settled matter. Hallelujah. It was a settled matter. And that's what happens. You keep planting. Your faith has no choice but to produce. It will produce. Hallelujah. You know, Romans 4, 17 to 21, talking about Abraham here. I will start from verse 19 here. He says, in spite of being nearly 100 years old, when the promise of having a son was made, his faith was so strong that he could not be undermined by the fact that he and Sarah were incapable of conceiving a child. 20 to 21, he never stopped believing God's promise for he was made strong in his faith to father a child. You see that that faith is specific, hallelujah. And because he was mighty in faith and convinced that God had all the power needed to fulfill his promises, Abraham glorified God. We get to a place whereby, even though the physical manifestation is not there, we're overwhelmed with faith. We're overwhelmed with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. We're, we're in thanksgiving. People will look at you and say, are you all right? Imagine people looking at the, say, Abraham and Sarah. Are you guys okay? <laughs> you are praising God. And yet, this one has way gone way past many But the mercy of God said no. The mercy of God, the hand of God said no. Hallelujah. The hand of God said no. Mm-hmm. To just to, to round up finally, to round up finally, um, I, we, we, will, we will look at the scripture, Colossians 2 from verse 6 to 7. And we'll look at it in the Amplified, AMPC, the classic Amplified, where we share it. You know, the, the encouragement really to, to, from God to us this morning is this as you have therefore received Christ, even Jesus the Lord, so walk, regulate your lives and conduct yourselves in union with and conformity to him. You know, the same way that God is a faith God. How, why, why do you think God is a faith God? He spoke something to be, and it came to be. Remember when he, even in Genesis, he spoke it to be and it came to be. The same way, just like God is a God of love, If you are united with God, there's no way that you you will not walk in faith. Hallelujah. That we will not see love being overflowing from you. So that's God's admonishment to us this morning. In verse 7, it says, have the roots of your being firmly and deeply planted in him, fixed and founded in him. Put all of yourself on the word of God. Let the word of God be the primary influence in your life. It says, being continually built up in him, becoming increasingly more confirmed and established in the faith, just as you were taught, and abounding and overflowing in it with thanksgiving. That's God's word to us this morning. That's a roundup of everything we've been sharing. That no matter what, while you wait, you know, it may just, the answer is there. So start to rejoice, start to build up yourself in the things of God. If you're waiting to get married, start to rejoice in, I mean, start to picture yourself happily married. Yes. God told Abraham to picture the answer. Start to see the answer in your mind. Keep declaring the word in and out every day. Don't stop. But start to also grow in the things of God. Hallelujah. Start to understand who God is. Start to get a foundation of who God is. Because this problem should not define you. Hallelujah. This problem, this situation should not define who you are. God, God I mean, this problem is just a facet. Hallelujah. And is a facet through which God will receive glory. But let it not define your temperament. whereby Everybody sees your face is constantly squeezed because you have dug up your seed. Go back, put that seed back in. And let faith, faith that will cause that testimony to come, let it start to grow. And let God do his perfect work. He's faithful. He cannot go against his word. If he has said it, he would do it. Hallelujah. He's not a man that should lie. He's not a man that should go back against his word. He is faithful. Just like he did it before. He would do it yet again and again and again. Hold fast to that confession of faith. That's my prayer for all of us, that all of us we will hold fast to that confession of our faith. And by the grace of God, testimonies will abound in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, any any thoughts or any any comments before we round up? Any thoughts, any comments, any anything to add from anyone?
1: Um, First of all, Pastor, I, oh my gosh, awesome, awesome teaching. I really enjoyed it, sis, and it was such a blessing, Um, especially for me right now. I'm really um, seeking God about something, and um, when you said go back and uh, plant your seed, you know, maybe you dug up a seed, Mm -hmm. and um, so it was awesome, and as you were talking, um, I thought about because of the fact for my, for myself personally, um, I've been waiting for something for a long time, certain things to happen. And um, I think about waiting, you know, it, you get weary at times, you do, you know, at least I do. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I know that one thing that's important is that while we're waiting on God, while we're, speaking that word and standing on the word. Well, let me say two things, I believe, is that um, we got to make sure that we're not complaining, Mm. that we're not, um, so to speak, um, belly aching, because that's going to cause God to take his hands off of it, I think. And like the children of Israel, they were complaining, and God couldn't Mm. do anything.
0: Mm.
1: And so in our waiting season, whatever we're waiting for, um just praising God and thanking him. Like you said, uh, and uh, and I know that God, he knows we're human. And so even if, even, and if, even if we did, you know, don't make it a lifestyle, put it that way, you know, because I think that will shortchange God's in the sense that he, the angels can't work for us. That, this, that it will hinder us mm. when complaining. And also um, just in getting somebody, whether it's a friend or your husband, wife, whoever, to be be there to help you when you are getting discouraged because we're human and it's good to have somebody in your life that can just be there to help encourage you.
0: Hallelujah. So thank you so much for the words, Sister Ayo. I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Sister Sandy. And what you said was really key because you're right. Sometimes we can get in a habit whereby we're complaining and grumbling, you know, and we start to meditate on, it's like taking on fear. The Bible says that fear carries with it torment. So the devil gives, he brings on torment, whereby you wake up in the middle. You, in fact, you might not even sleep because you're in torment. You might not even sleep, have a good night's sleep because you're in torment on this situation. What well, God's word to us is, be anxious for nothing, be anxious for nothing. Praise the Lord. Thank you for sharing. That was powerful. Anybody else?
1: Yes,
3: I want to support what um, Sister Sandy said. Thank you, for Pastor Aya, for such a wonderful share. It's just really blessed my heart. When the word of God says, forgetting of the fellowship of believers, which talks about support and encouragement, I remember very many years ago when I was um, competing and I decided to go on a raw food diet and I fell so sick. And no matter what the doctor said, I got encouragement from this body of believers that just encouraged me to just continue praying and trusting God. And at the end of the day, no matter what the doctor said, I was healed. Hallelujah. So I just... And I knew there were times when I was crying out to God and saying, "When will this healing come?" You know, mm-hmm. um, and the Spirit of God kept ministering to me um, that it, you know you're going to be healed. You know, of course, I stopped eating the raw food and all of that, and just went back to eating normal food. But God's word, and I, you know, you also mentioned how Joel um, Osteen's mother was feeding on the Word of God. Mm-hmm. People gave me the word of God, and I continued to just meditate on the word. Hallelujah. This is going to be a little long, but you know, and when my healing occurred, my healing was complete. Hallelujah! In the sense that the doctors were saying that, oh, you are going to have, you know, your stomachs. There's there are things that are going to be showing, and so on and so forth. There was nothing.
0: Hallelujah! It
3: was one of the 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 head of Banner Health when he saw the the, uh, I don't know what they call it, not, is this scan. He was amazed. He just, he was speechless. You know, mm. I am living proof and that is living proof that Hallelujah. God is a healer. Hallelujah. And even those periods that were so difficult because I would eat food and my stomach would hurt and I'll hold my stomach mm. and I would speak the word of God. And and through all that pain, I was, I was just determined that no matter what the, what they said because they were like you're going to eat baby food you're going to eat mm-hmm. this you're not going to really f- eat all your life the rest of your life you're going to be eating certain things but just holding on to the word i fed on that word i Hallelujah. spoke that word Hallelujah. i refused to let go and Hallelujah. people supported me and a body of believers was constantly praying for me and at the end of the day god healed so wow. just want to support what you've said that wow. you know this healing is real Hallelujah. you know because I've experienced it, and I've seen it on on the scan where there was no indication at all that my my stomach had gone through what they called um, I've forgotten what wow. they called it an attack or whatever. So um, wow. apart from don't eat raw food, <laughs> mm. but the other thing is just trust God because God God's word is true. Hallelujah. In God's
0: will be with us today. Hallelujah. We give God praise. That's, that's, that's wonderful. Our faith is our victory. Hallelujah. Our faith is our victory. Thank you for sharing that. That's really, really, and you know, nobody can ever take that away from you because that is like your, I mean, nobody no, nobody doesn't even need to convince you <laughs> you don't need to spend more time convincing you because you've experienced god in that in that area to god be the glory that's wonderful was anyone else sharing did anyone else want to share
2: yeah i wanted I wanted to just share something real quick you know this teaching just kind of reminds me of i think i shared it with you um Pastor. it reminds me of this you know you're in a waiting room, the doctor's, you're in a doctor's office.
1: Mm.
2: You know, he's a busy, he's a busy doctor, very popular doctor. So you're in a waiting room. You know, what do you do in that waiting room? Do you go yelling at the, the mm. staff? Mm. You go yelling at the staff that you know they're not seeing you? Or do you just remain calm and thank God? Or what do you do really? That's the key. What do you do while you're waiting, in the waiting room? You know, what do you do? Mm. Like Zoom, Zoom has waiting room. What mm. do you do in that waiting room? Do, mm. do you start mm. cursing or you get discouraged? Or do you get like, is, is this ever gonna get to my turn? Mm. Mm. You know, so, you know, sometimes we, we, we get to that place of discouragement that man this is It's almost five o'clock and the close at five are they gonna say mm. turn me away mm. so you know those things kind of go you know, is the issues that the devil plays is a mind game plays a mind game on us you know he plays a mind game on us he doesn't want us to go to the world he doesn't want us to do what we're supposed to do all he wants is, is to discourage us all he wants is for us to take our minds away from from the truth. When we take our minds away from the truth, then we get discouraged and we throw in the towel and we just walk walk away, say, it's five o'clock, they won't see me, they walk away. mm. And you miss your blessing right there. Mm, mm. You miss your blessing because you wrote down your name. Funny thing, you wrote down your name when you came in. (laughs) But when you see it's five o'clock, you just say, "Mm, I beg this people they're not gonna see me. And the devil will tell you, say, yes, they won't see you. Why don't you just leave and come back tomorrow? And by the time you leave and you come back, you won't even be able to come back. Now they set an appointment for you six months from now. So basically, we we are the product sometimes we we tend to um cause the, the, the trouble because you know look at you know we say I know it's gonna happen. We get an appointment six months from now. So it means we postponed our, our breakthrough. Yes, yeah we postponed it. We're postponing. We forget our fate is at this now. time. So, Hallelujah. You know, it's, it's, it's now. You know, so yeah. we postpone it. We postpone it. And we keep postponing it, and you know, and that's not what God wants of us. God wants us to receive the breakthrough now, not tomorrow. So it's something that we need to. That's what you know. Each time you kept on saying the waiting room, you know, what do you do? do you sow the plan the seed. What do you do in that time, the time of waiting? Excuse me, and that's key. praise the
0: Lord. Hallelujah. So I think we're, on we're
2: almost we round up now. We're so, gonna round so, up was... now.
0: Thank you. And thank you really, everybody, for sharing. It's been, I mean, it's amazing. It's uh, because really I believe that that sharing is also part of, of what God is saying to all of us and really the encouragement, you know. And sometimes, you know, sometimes when we're in a place of pain or a place where we don't understand what's going on sometimes we tend to and also one of our natural instincts is to isolate ourselves from the body of believers and that's what sister ej was saying you know so it's imperative that we surround ourselves with people who are able to encourage us and able to actually pray prayers of agreement yes but everything will need faith right faith is our currency in our kingdom. So everyone you're surrounding yourself with will need to have faith, you know? So we thank God for his word that has gone forth. And I thank God for testimonies that, uh, that are already here. Hallelujah. I thank God for testimonies that are already here. Let's just take some time to thank God. I'm just going to stop the recording now.